Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, I'm here with Keith Robinson from Intellivision, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we're here on the Kamikaze floor, and Intellivision has a whole setup where you can actually go and play some of the old Intellivision games, right. at least from my childhood. I know <laughs> I know, being 33, which is kind of crazy, being 33, and already there's uh, an entire generation of gamers that didn't know about even the original, they didn't even have original NESs in there. Right, right. But Keith, uh, what was your introduction? You were one of the original programmers for Yes, the I started at Mattel in 1981 designing games. In what year? 1981. 1981, you started yes. designing games for the Intellivision yes. system. Mm -hmm. And Mattel made this video game system. Which right, the Atari 2600 was, the f was really the big thing that came out uh -huh. in the mid-70s. And then Mattel, biggest toy company in the world, said, gee, we should have something to compete with that. And so they developed the Intellivision. But there wasn't any idea that Mattel would just make games for the Atari. They wanted their own system. Right, sure. And there was no proliferation between the two. No, not initially. Okay. Initially. See, originally there wasn't even that uh, belief that you could legally do that, that you could design a game for another person's platform. It really was Activision that came along later with people who had started at Atari. And Activision came along and started making games for Atari that they actually went to court and said, the court said, oh, yeah, you can do that. Wow. Yeah, wow. and so then, then we started making games for Atari. Started, Atari started making games for Intellivision. Everybody started making games for each other. What were some of the uh, classic games that you were the programmer on a lot of these games? What mm -hmm. were some of the classic games that you helped design? Uh, oh, I worked on a game called Tron Solar Sailor. We had three of the games based on the movie Tron back then. Wow. And I designed one of those. And then I went on to manage. There was a game called Shark Shark that was very popular. I was manager on that. And uh, then a couple of other games that didn't make it out from Intellivision, from Mattel. But then a couple of years later, the company that bought the rights came out with them. Thin Ice, Hover Force, some of these later games. And what was it like? What was the climate like uh, working in something new like home gaming that had only been around arguably not even right. 10 years? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, the initial uh, home games didn't start until 1971. And even then, when they started, they were hardware. You uh -huh. had to be a hardware designer. They were all, all of the design stuff was done by the chips. There were no computers in the early game systems. Even the, even the arcade machines didn't have computers in them. That didn't come in until the mid-70s. <coughs> so the Fairchild Channel F was the first home machine that had a computer in it. Then the Atari 2600, and then we did it with the Intellivision. But, uh, you know, all of us who were designing games, we didn't grow up with games. Nowadays, everybody, you know, grew up and there were such things as video games. But back then, there weren't. So when we were designing games, we were, you know, it's new territory. How right. do you design a game? How do you let people know? How do you put icons on screen and stuff? And arguably, you can say that what we developed then in terms of how do you get how do you get things in the corner how do you get people to look at how do you make different areas right. 
is now how the internet came about, how the web came about, and everything today, everything in life, pretty much. But you guys were is, creating a new language, right? A new exactly. Visual yes. Language that right that now people know. And see, still somebody like me, who's now 57, I pick up these games and I have to intellectually think about how to play them. But I play against a kid who's like. 10 or 11, he picks it up and he intuitively knows how this works, where the power-ups are, where oh, the timing of things. Oh, if I come in here at just the right time, this is going to show up or something like that. Uh, there are games that we developed at Mattel that I've been playing since 1982, and I play against somebody who's 10 years old who's never seen it in television before, and he's beating me within 10 or 15 minutes because he knows the language of video games. That's incredible. Yeah. Was this something that uh, during the 70s, before your job at Mattel, you wanted to get into? Or was it something you fell into? I kind of fell into it. My, really what I wanted to get into was movie effects, and that's what I was working in, special effects for film. And what had happened was I'd been uh, talking to the people at Information International that were working on the movie Tron at the time, and then when I went and met some people from Mattel, they were looking for somebody to program a Tron video game. And You said, maybe hey. that'll get me in the door, and now here you are, and you're, you're, you're still working with television. Yeah, 30 years later. What, what, ne- never had planned that, but that's how it worked out. Now, if there's a younger gamer or somebody in the audience who mainly only knows like Xbox, PlayStation, some mm-hmm. of that, but wants, uh, wants to know what Intellivision's all about, <laughs> you guys still make stuff for them? Do you guys still make so maybe built-in controller with a bunch of programmable games? or programmable Right, games? We've, we've been wanting to keep the games alive. Um, Initially, we did it just for the nostalgia, for the older people to say, remember these games back yeah. then. But that then we found mean. out that a lot of kids liked the games, people who had never seen it before. These kids, uh, we actually uh, gave it to a, a, a newspaper editor to review it uh, over, the ho- over the Christmas holidays back in 1988. And, uh, or 98, uh, 1998, I guess it was. Anyway, he came back to me after the holidays and said, my kids were playing bowling all weekend. Wow. It's like bowling? They were bowling. playing bowling on Intellivision, but they, they loved it. They, uh, the, the quick, fast games, addictive and uh, very fast to learn, and you play for five minutes, and, hey, I want to beat that score again. Um, casual gaming, and just the kids were really into it. So we found that there was a market beyond just nostalgia. So we've, we've made collections for the PlayStation 2, for uh, Xbox, for GameCube, um, the DS, yeah. PC, Mac. Um, so we have the, the emulated games. We have plug-and-plays, which you put batteries in it and plug it into a TV set, and you yeah, go to town yeah, playing yeah, on you it. You've so, got yeah. an entire catalog of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every, pretty much, that. and we're on the iPhone and the iPad. Pretty much every time a new platform comes out, we try to get there. What we're doing now is we're also kind of upgrading things. We have some new games that were just announced. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was literally the first time it was ever shown um, some games for the um, PlayStation Home. And, and they are, are new games. Well, they're the old, the games, old games, Astro Smash, but we call them Gen 2 games because they, they are still simple. They yeah. still kind of are blocky graphics. They kind of have that nostalgic feel to it, but they use the, the features of today. So and they're really the new PlayStation games. PlayStation Home and you can play them today? Not yet. Okay. But they will be there probably by November, October, November they'll be there. That's incredible. But we, we announced them yesterday. Sony announced them, and, uh, and we have them in the booth now so people can play. So there's no fear that these games will ever be obsolete? No. I mean, it, it seems like... They're fun games. I mean, it's, it's, they're not just, it's not just nostalgia. It's people... Yeah. People, they are good games. They, uh, they are the basis... I mean... The most complicated games today, you can look at the, the history and where they come from, and these, this is the basic thing when you go back to these games. This is where the, the basic fun comes from. So, final question. Yes. What makes a fun game? What makes a good game? Well, any, any game, and pretty much any sport, anything in life, really is 
a challenge, an obstacle to get around, and then a reward once you've done it. So it's all obstacle, reward, obstacle, and reward. And that's what a game is. You've got an obstacle, a challenge, you've got to beat that, and then a reward. And the reward's got to be big enough that you still want to give it, it and the obstacle can't... The obstacle's got to be challenging enough that you are challenged, and then the reward has to be good enough to match what your challenge was. Right. But it can't be too challenging, you're going to get frustrated. Right. So a good game has to be just right balance of a challenge, but not too frustrating, something you can get through, and then when you get through it, a reward that makes you feel, oh yeah, and I want to keep going on to the next thing. And you guys also started this whole thing about multiplayer gaming. You could have different way back people, then, yeah. yeah, different people in, in a living room playing games together, right. and I, I guess that has its own culture to it. Its own. Yeah. Its oh yeah, own. some of our games back then at Mattel, we had a horse racing game, and you could play six people could play at one time. Wow. Could be betting on their horses and everything. <laughs> and thing would start. So yeah, we tried at Mattel. There were a lot of games like that where we that tried was the first to say Halo, that horse racing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but. Um, you know, that was the thing. It was the, for us, it was the sports games that really started in yeah. television uh, on the track. But then we got into the space games and stuff, and so we had millions of people playing. So it was, it was, pretty, it was an exciting time back then. So today people can find your games on sometimes maybe the PlayStation uh, Marketplace or at least in PlayStation Home coming up in November. PlayStation Home on Xbox. If you go to Xbox Arcade, they have uh, downloadable games yeah. now, uh, Xbox On Demand. On your iOS system? And it's in phone. there. On, on iPad and iPhone, you can go and search on Intellivision. You'll find us there. So that's incredible. We're out Is there. Is there a website? Oh yeah, IntellivisionLives.com. <laughs> there you have it, or, folks. Or IntellivisionGames.com, or if you remember AstroSmash, AstroSmash.com. All of them will get get you to us. So that sounds awesome. So I, I welcome both old gamers and new gamers alike to check out IntellivisionLives.com. IntellivisionLives.com. <laughs> that is awesome. And like I say, sometimes people can't don't even know how to spell Intellivision. Just go to AstroSmash.com. AstroSmash.com. And that that'll get to us. That'll get to us. So. That's awesome. Keith, thank you so much for joining us on Certainly. Gamescape. You bet. I, I appreciate it. I'm going to come over to your booth a little bit later and okay. play some Smash. <laughs> yes, we have four, four uh, Intellivision set up. Plus the uh, plus the PlayStation Home stuff, and plus one of the uh, plug-in plays. Awesome. So we've got we've got uh, five different things set up over there. Awesome. Thanks yeah, so much. You bet.